Hello, hello. Welcome back to the new Bucket List Podcast. My name is Lisa, your Bucket List Coach. Today on the podcast, I've got Cindy Persky. She was a stay-at-home mom of four for 25 years. And after her children all left home, Cindy decided to rejoin the workforce at the age of 54. So brave, right? Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure and an opportunity. Great. So what what made you want to reenter the workforce? Well, I was lacking purpose in my life after my kids went off to college and beyond. And I started looking around and you can only, you know, work out so many times during the day and eat so many lunches with girlfriends Mm -hmm. and shop that you just, you know, you need more to do in life. At least I needed more to do in life. And I really found myself lacking purpose. Oh yes, yes. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of um, a lot of people are, are feel the exact same way. So, um, so starting from scratch, um, how did you attack this? Did you have somebody to help you with resume and interviews and things like that? No, um, I really got lucky with that because I fell into a direct sales company and it has a fantastic business model. So I didn't need to have a resume and I could just build my own resume as I went, if you will. I mean, I had one in the past, but it was invalid because I wasn't going to, I'm a nurse by trade. So um, I had left that field for, you know, the 25 years that I was a stay at home mom and a couple things. I think that, you know, who's going to take somebody back who's been away for that long. They're going to have to give me a lot of education to get me up to snuff, if you will. And they probably are thinking too, like, how long is she really going to stay if she's 54? So I wanted something that gave me a little bit of more flexibility and where I could grow and do something completely different. That's what really excited me. Yeah, that does sound exciting. You really went for a totally different career. I think a lot of people would probably try to go back to what they did before, but you said, next challenge, please. I raised four kids. What have you got you for got me, it. world? You got it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. So what was the most challenging part about going back to work? The most challenging part is a belief system, being able to believe that I can do it and taking action because it's easy to sign up, but it's not so easy to take that next step and take the action that's needed to be able to succeed in whatever you do. And if you, you know, if you don't take the action, you're not going to succeed. And if you don't succeed, you're going to feel like a failure. And I knew that I had to put myself out there, get vulnerable, and try. And it, I knew if I didn't try, I, I was really going to feel like a failure. Wow, that's a huge lesson in life right there, is that you need to believe in yourself, you need to take action, and you need to let yourself be vulnerable. That is huge, Cindy. I'm, I'm so happy. Thank you. So, 
So how did your family and friends react to your decision? Were they supportive or were they wondering why? Or what did I think they think I got it? a little of all of that, except from my immediate family, who was very supportive and always have been. Um, over the years, I did, uh, looking back, I didn't think of it as being entrepreneurial, but I did have a jewelry making business that I did within my home when my kids were really small. So I made beaded jewelry and I, you know, sold it to friends and family and held my own parties and, um, had some of it in local boutiques, but I don't know. I just didn't think of that as a, as a career or anything, but I've always loved working with my hands and, and that kept me in the house. I didn't need to have a babysitter. I often did it at night when they went to bed mm. Um, or if they were in the playroom, my, my office where I made everything was in the playroom. So I just kind of, um, I, I just was that way and they were very supportive of that. And then, you know, I did try to go back to nursing a couple of times, but I, it didn't give me the flexibility that I needed and it didn't give me the satisfaction that oh, I was yeah. looking for. So when this popped into my lap and I got started and I, I saw success pretty quickly. And so that felt good. And so my family was, you know, very happy for me. And you need your friends and family when you start a direct sales company. If you don't have them to get you started, I think it's really, really hard because those are the people who are your cheerleaders at the beginning. And you, you know, it's good to have a cheerleader. So I feel really lucky that uh, they helped me get on the right track from the beginning. Now, that doesn't mean it was easy at all. But it did give me um, that warm, fuzzy hug that I needed, you know, when when I, you know, when you start and you get a no and, you know, you're reaching out to people and, you know, people aren't interested or they want to know why you're in it. And, and there is a, I feel mm. like there is a really bad connotation about direct sales. And I want to bring to the forefront how amazing direct sales, whichever kind of company you choose, it has such an amazing business model for all women, but especially for women who have, you know, left the workplace for a number of years, but wants to come back, wants to maybe mm -hmm. just dabble at the beginning and has the flexibility to work it as a hobby or work it as a full-time job. Wow. Wow. That's, that's a, you've, you've, you've given me so much, so many amazing, um, um, I guess I'm going to call them truth bombs is where, um, many people have so much trouble asking for help and just putting themselves out there to their family. Uh, for instance, well, I published my book in January. I didn't tell my friends and family until wow. May. So, yeah. So, but you were, you took action, you put yourself out there and you told your friends and family what you were doing and cheerleaders are, are absolutely what you need to kind of push you forward. It almost, it kind of makes you it accountable, does. doesn't it? I feel that's one of the first things that I made myself do is using my social media to hold myself to accountability. And once it's out there, you're not going to look authentic if you don't do what you say you're going to do. 
And I still use that motto today. I I really try to be, um, I use the four C's. I, I try to be clear. I try to be consistent. I keep a commitment to myself and to my followers and to those who are trying to learn from me. And I try to throw in courage mm-hmm. to do it every day. Wow. Clear, consistent commitment and courage. Those are absolutely great values to, um, to stand by. So what, since, had, since you had done sales before, were you excited to get back at it or were you, or did you just fall into it naturally? I have to say, um, I had trepidation because in this field, I think the biggest fear is that people are going to label you as quote, that girl. Oh my God, she's in the grocery store. There's that girl again. And you know, you never want to feel salesy and uh, you know, that is a, a fine line of, you know, sharing your product and, you know, of course you want them to buy your product. But I think that I was listening to, I listened to a ton of podcasts and one of the gals was saying that sales can be the highest level of service. And I really started to think about that because you are in direct sales, you are serving other people just as I was in the nursing business. And I think if you get behind what you are selling and you come from a place of service, and I definitely can with the products that I'm selling, then I'm, you know, I'm coming from a place within my heart that's authentic and I'm passionate and I'm serving people. And I think there's, there's no better job in the world to be able than to be able to serve people and help them with their problems. That is the best way to reframe direct sales I have ever heard. Your, your passion comes right through my screen right now. And the way uh, you are talking about it serving people, because really in sales, it's not, it's not about me. It's about the customer. And if you have something that can help them or that they would like or that they've always wanted, you're not bothering them. You are serving them. And that is an amazing Thank reframe. You. Thank Cindy. you. Well, it really is. Um, and it's a joy to do it. I mean, I truly, this is the one job that I've had where I go to sleep thinking about it and I wake up thinking about it. And I think, you know, not everybody can say that about their jobs. I just think it's so yeah. incredible this um, business model that direct sales have and it's served me and I see it. It's brought me to so many amazing people. It's brought me to you. It's brought me to thousands of other consultants who feel the same way I have or who have succeeded more than me or who aren't at the point where I am. And we all work together as cheerleaders too. And I think that when you know, you have a, a mission to get something done and you work together to do it. It, you know, our, our mission statement where I work is to get uh, safer products into the hands of everyone and everyone means everyone. And so when you're all working together, 
it becomes a movement. And I think it's really incredible to not only have financial uh, flexibility and financial stability, but to also have something, um, a social mission behind it is really rewarding. So, so powerful. Wow. So how would you feel now if you hadn't got out of your comfort zone and believed in yourself and took action and done this, what if you hadn't done it and just stayed at home? How would you feel right now if you didn't do it? I really think I would be lonely. I have to say lonely. I have something to mm. that I can work on every day. And even though I work at home by myself, there's always somebody at a fingertip to talk to. And if I didn't have something to work on or podcasts to listen to or books to read or um, clients to reach out to and form these amazing relationships, that's what I love about it too, is relationship building. I love um, being able to share stories with each other. It's no different than, you know, if there was a sale at Nordstrom's or CBS, buy one, get one. You know, we, we always like to share it with our girlfriends. And, and that's how I look at this job is like, I like to share information so that they can make more informed decisions for their families and those that they love. So I think I would feel really lonely and I would feel like I wasn't enough. I feel like I, Rachel Hollis says it the best, that we are made for more. And I, I really believe that. And I had to prove it to myself that I was made for more because I was using a lot of limiting beliefs at the beginning that I was too old to, mm -hmm. you know, go back into the workforce. Who was going to want, you know, somebody at 54 to come back in for whatever it was. And, you know, I also use, oh, you mm -hmm. know, you're not pretty enough to go into the skincare business or, you know, how are you going to relate to younger people or, or even older people than me? You know, there was a lot of like limiting beliefs mm -hmm. that I had to work through. And, and now I truly believe I'm made for more. I'm not done yet. I have, I have a lot of things I want to accomplish. And I even started a little passion project called win your words. And I want to inspire other women that if you, if you take even just tiny little fragments, either a single word or a phrase, and you visualize it and you practice saying it and what it means to you, that um, you can make your dreams come true. Cindy, you are so inspirational and motivational. You're um, you're amazing. I did not, I didn't expect this fire from you. It, you're, it's contagious. I want to get up and do stuff right now. <laughs> so what advice would you give others who want to go back to the workforce after an extended time away, who are feeling really uncomfortable and they've got limiting beliefs? What would you tell them? I would first recommend books and podcasts and to find a coach. Uh, I use a lot of my podcasts that I listen to in books as my mentors, even though I don't have direct relationships with them. I call them my coach and mm. read a lot. Yeah. And I listen to a lot. I'm, I'm a bigger listener than a reader because you can, you know, you can walk the dog and listen to a podcast. You can get in the car, listen to a podcast. And I would, I would first say, 
you just have to try because it, the worst thing that can happen is, you know, you realize, hey, that wasn't for me. And that's okay because part of failing in life is learning how to fail forward. And so if something isn't for you, hey, part of learning what is for you is learning what isn't for you. That's perfect. That's so you heard it here, audience. Just try, never stop learning, and fail forward. Right from the lips of Cindy. Yes. So, Cindy, we have okay. the final question. It's a toughie. I, I don't okay. think I even All told right, you what it was. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So, if you died today, what would you be pissed that you didn't get to do? Oh, gosh. And that's a, that's like a, because I'm a bucket lister. So that's a, also okay. a bucket list okay. question. That I would, uh, I don't want to die before I do it is what you're asking. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I want to see all my children get married one day if that's what they choose. And I definitely want to travel more. I'm not a very good traveler. And I definitely want to see more of the world. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Just, I want you to pick a spot. I'm, I will, I'll follow up with you on this, Cindy, because this is what I do. I want you to pick a spot so you have a goal because you know how it is. Yes. Goals, goals, goals. <laughs> well, thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast, Cindy. Where can my listeners so find So they can you? find me on Instagram at Cindy's Counter and also my passion project at Win Your Words. And Facebook, they can find me at Cindy Persky's Beauty Counter. Perfect. Perfect. And I will have all those links in the description. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for being here, Cindy. I really appreciate you. And uh, all right, Bucket Listers, I believe in you and you got this. Bye for now. <laughs>